Welcome to the Foolish Adventure Show, where guru hype is banned, lifetime value of a customer is king, and the internet business has replaced the J-O-B as the path to financial success and personal freedom. Now, here's straight talk about making a living online with your host, Tim Conley. Welcome to another episode of the Foolish Adventure Show. I'm your host, Tim Conley, and I'm here with a special guest, my new friend who just happens to live down the street from me. We just found this out we by accident on a little conversation that happened on Twitter. We found out we were near each other. And Tom is getting into the online world from his expertise in managing your personal finances. So Tom Wachowski has a site called YourMoneyHouse.com, and he talks about money for couples who have kids and careers. So this is something that's dear to me because I've been teaching about a form of managing money for a lot of years now, and I have a kid, been married for a very long time, and there's a lot of stuff out there in the in the world that deals with like young people or people about to retire, but there's not too many that deal with all the issues that couples have with managing their household money and, and the money that goes towards kids and everything. So Tom, I am super excited to have you on the show. So what's up, Tom? What's up, Tim? I've been waiting a long time to say that ever <laughs> since I found... You know, you on the Foolish Adventure podcast, uh, yeah, I was I was thought one day maybe I'll get to say that. So what's up, Tim? <laughs> all right. All right. So, Tom, can you tell us a bit more about yourself? One of the things that I find interesting is your corporate pilot gig. Yeah. So, you know, I, I have a day job and I know some of the folks that uh, are on this show, um, you know, that you interview have day jobs and, and some don't. And and I happen to, to love my day job. And uh, but it does afford me a lot of time. And it kind of is a big reason as to why I'm doing this whole online thing. And, and it really goes back to, you know, my, my, my career for the last 17 years has been in professional aviation. And that career uh, affords a, a fair amount of time off just simply because uh, the law says you can only work so much. And so, you know, way back when, uh, back in the early 2000s, uh, when I was doing this, I had a lot of time off. And so, I make extra money. That's really what it boiled down to, and, and this is pre-internet business. But in order to do that, um, I started selling life insurance. My wife's family had a firm. I kind of came in, was brought up in the industry through them, and uh, was able to go out and make a little extra money to, to kind of, you know, uh, it, when you're beginning a professional aviation career, there's not a lot of money in it. <laughs> so I did that. I had always been very interested in money. Uh, my grandmother had always taken time with me to, to teach me about money. And so, uh, you know, I sold the life insurance and that inevitably led to uh, later selling investments in the mid-2000s. And um, I did that for a number of years and one day kind of realized that, you know, I figured out a couple of things. I was telling the same story over and over and over. And it didn't matter if the family or, or the couple um, made 30000 or if they made 300000 It was the same story and I was seeing the same challenges across the board. And so... And by that point in my business, it had grown to where I wasn't out, uh, you know, maybe here and there. It was every day that I was not flying. I was out doing my business and building it up. And by then, I had a kid and my first son, Raymond. Later, uh, two years later, had my second son, Bennett. I needed to be home. And so that's 
really how I started to discover the online world was, hey, look, if I could teach, if I, this story that I keep telling over and over and over, and kind of my view of personal finance, uh, and now having kids really seeing it from a different perspective, if I could tell this, kind of automate this story, that would be really cool. And so my, my first venture was really to put all this onto a DVD program and sell it. And, and one day somebody said, hey, um, what if you just put that DVD package on the internet and sold it that way. And I thought, wow, that makes a lot of sense. And that was really how I ended up to where I am today with Your Money House uh, and, and still in its very infant stages. And, and the online venture started about four years ago. And, and I'd say just in the last you know six months have I kind of really started to figure out exactly where to put my energies. But that's, that's how Your Money House was born, just from a gap um, that I saw. And, and being tired of of telling the story over and over and over. <laughs> well, once you start telling the story, you end up telling it over and over. Even when you start your own <laughs> website, it, it becomes a thing that you do. Yep, that, that's very true. So then that's what I'm going to hit you with. What is that story? Well, the story as I see it, and, and you know, I, I'm not... By no means do I believe that the information on your money house is it and the end-all, be-all. I mean, there are so many many great resources out there for personal finance and I'm you know I kind of view myself as if I can contribute to that world great and, and my perspective on all that is really this simple your money is like your house there's a foundation there's walls and there's a roof and if you build it out of order or if you build it poorly the whole thing is going to crumble and so what I try to do is kind of put that picture together for people and say look there's a proper way to allocate your money you've got to build the foundation first and then once you've got that foundation built, you got to build the walls next. And you can't build that roof until the walls and the foundation are there. And so I try to uh, kind of get that across to people to help them get a clearer picture, uh, not to solve all money problems, but to help them put their arms around, wrap their, their head around, hey, what do I do with my money? And, and that applies whether you make 30000 or 300000 It's It's the same concept for everybody just about. With, with putting money someplace, like most of the personal finance people, they, they have their thing. And there's, right. there's the people who say, oh, you need to put it into stocks. And there's people who say, oh, no, you've got to invest in you know, safer things like mutual funds. And then other people say, oh, no, you should be putting your money into real estate. So where should people be putting their money? You know, that, that's a great question, and the short answer is I don't have the answer to that. Uh, my sight and, and my belief is that you're going to put time and energy into something that interests you, that you love, that you're passionate about, especially, you know, when it comes to something that you worked your tail off to obtain, like money. And, you know, I'm not, I, I would say I'm kind of against the grain in the traditional sense of, you know, work really hard, you know, Live off beans for 30 years and hope it all works out with some type of uh, investment through your employer. I, I don't necessarily subscribe to that. I'm more interested in putting together kind of a basket of subjects about places to invest and saying, look, here's how this works. It's kind of up to you to decide, hey, that interests me. Maybe investing in you know real estate investment trusts. I, I, that's interesting to me. And and how, what is that though? What, how do I do that? What do I look for? What do I ask? What should I not do? And then providing training on a real estate investment trust. Or maybe they want to invest in a mutual fund or, or maybe they want to invest in stocks and, and dividend paying stocks or maybe they want to invest in limited partnerships. I kind of aim to leave the investment choice 
up to the subscriber with a little bit of guidance on kind of what I think um, and really aim more to teach them about the choice that they make, whatever that may be. And, and by no means, you know, um, will I ever be able to cover everything. And I think as my site matures and, and as I kind of grow into my role as an online business person teaching this stuff, uh, it will, I think, naturally narrow itself down into, hey, you know, maybe there's 20 different options. I really believe in these five or 10. And, you know, and that's where you kind of start to niche sites down, right? I mean, right. some people's not going to subscribe, and, and that's cool. No, no problem. But um, I'm more interested in teaching uh, and making, you know, the tagline is really money subjects made simple. And I'm more interested in making the money subjects simple so that people make the best choices for, for what's interesting to them. Yeah, that's, I think that's a key there is taking the idea of money and simplifying simplifying it because people put more into what money is than what it really is. <laughs> yes. know, they, they make it out to be something magical when it's just a, a, a retainer of value that you can use to exchange for other value. That's exactly right. It's 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 a it's a tool. It really is just a tool, and it doesn't need to be complicated. But um, like any tool, there are some safety precautions, and uh, and unfortunately, money doesn't come with a manual, and money doesn't. And you know, if I can be that manual or parts of it, you know, that's great. That's kind of my goal uh, is achieved. You know, as of right now, and like I said, you know, this site, you know, things mature and they grow, and you get uh, clearer on where something should go, and and I. I have no doubt that's going to happen with Money House as we continue down this road. Yeah, with Foolish Adventure, I started talking in the early days, both Izzy and I, when we first started the Foolish Adventure show together, we talked about cutting expenses because that's one of the big things necessary to actually launching a business is getting your expenses down so that you can get away from your job faster if that's your goal, or you can put more money away if that's your goal. That was where I started. But now over over time, I, I've been wanting to get more and more into talking about the money of your online business and how that translates into the personal money that you have going from your business into your pocket. And so that's why I wanted to have you on. And there's a few other people that I hope to have on the show too, that we can talk about money and what to do with it after you've made it. Yeah, and, and you know what? That's I think Tim is a is a really really good point you bring up because the debt kills everything. You know, and it, it doesn't matter if you know so much. So many of us in the online business, we're, we're running very small businesses, and uh, and that's the great thing about online businesses. You don't need to take on you know a twenty, fifty, hundred thousand, million dollar debt deal in order to make the thing happen. In the same breath, that's a danger because you because we don't need to take on much debt, if any, to make this happen. It's very easy to start spending. And, you know, I've made that mistake in my business and I've made that mistake in my life. And I'm sure I'm not alone uh, out in the world <laughs> having made those mistakes. But controlling that debt is, is uh you can't bold that enough. You can't underscore that enough. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like with spending money, one of the things in, in an early episode I railed against was business cards. Yeah, because yes. <laughs> like, for some reason, a lot of people think that if they're going to be in business, they have to run out and buy business cards. And then a lot yeah. of times that turns into buying a desk and a chair and, yes. and all these things that represent doing business instead of focusing on the one thing that I think is the most important, and that's finding a customer. 
Yeah, I would agree with that 100%. And, and what I found, and I'm guilty of this too, is especially when I was first starting out in the online world was, you know, especially, you know, in site design and features and all this, you know, firework type stuff in, in wasting time instead of really, you know, and that's one of the things I learned in, in my online marketing, online business world was, you know, I wasted so much time doing exactly what you just described instead of figuring out who is my customer and how can I serve them, knowing that and then doing it. You know, I, I, I am guilty in many regards of, of spending time, you know, uh, using the, I'm putting quotes up in the air here, getting business cards. <laughs> you know right. Because <laughs> for me, like the whole time, income and mobility, the three personal freedoms that, that we can gain from having an online business, time is the most important one. People think yeah. about the income and they think about investing and they think about all this stuff about the money side of it, but they don't realize that a major part of everything is the time. So if you spend a lot of time doing things that are unimportant, if you spend a lot of time pretending that like you know something about money as opposed to actually learning about money and experiencing the management of your money, and I would say more than just money, your assets. Sure. That's wasted time. You can never get it back. Money, you can always get back. You can get, right. get it. Uh, it's easy come, easy go. It's, it's very fluid. You can get it at any time. Most people don't believe that. And so they treat their time as if it's the, the least valuable asset that they have. Yeah, I, I would agree with that 100%. And it goes, it, you know, and, and this, you know, it's funny you mention this because it goes back, um, I think, to the very beginning experiences that we have with money and understanding why why do we need money why you know why do i want to go make money and it very simply comes down to and it's so funny that you know you mentioned the time income and mobility because it, it i heard that from you the very first time on the foolish adventure podcast and i remember i was driving and i heard that and i i paused the podcast and i thought you know he's right that's I'm not doing this, um, you know, to go buy a new car. I'm not doing this to go buy new clothes. I, I don't care about that. I, I want my time and I want my mobility. You know, I, my wife's, uh, you know, we, we're from Michigan originally. And so we, my wife spends the summers back there and then I kind of try to get back as much as I can. I want that mobility. I don't want to bump in and out. I want to spend the summer there with my family. That's why, you know, figuring out the why of money. I mean, there's that saying out there, and I wish I knew who said it, but, you know, if you, if you have a why, you'll figure out a how. And knowing the why with money, I think, makes, uh, helps you make your decisions differently. Right. The decisions that we need to make, like, because we want to simplify this for everyone. So yes. they, they're going out there and they're making money. Most likely in a job, maybe they're making a little bit from their online business. And I know I've got some listeners who are making a lot of money from their online businesses. So this money's coming in. Now, how should that be allocated? Yeah, th that's a very good question. So essentially, you know, we talked about, um, you know, your foundation, walls, and a roof. And my take, if you can put it from that perspective, my take or my perspective is that Income really drives pretty much everything with money. And it doesn't 
matter how you earn that income. You you might earn it in a job. You might earn it uh, through maybe investments, through dividends. You might earn it through uh, a company that you own. But without the income, um, you don't have much of anything. It's really the key driver. It's the gasoline for the engine. So, uh, and what I teach with Money House is in that foundation, uh, the first pillar of the foundation, so to speak, is income. Um, the very next thing, and again, my take on this, that is part of that foundation is really all of the different insurances that one either needs or sometimes doesn't need uh, because the insurances are going to protect the rest of the house. And the perfect example that I give on that is, you know, I spent years selling life insurance and people would, you know, I would sit down and they would balk at buying this, you know, a family, they would have two or three or four kids and they are relying heavily on the husband or the wife's income or both. But they wouldn't get life insurance. And I would ask them, you know, what, what happens if one of you dies or, or both of you die in a night out? You know, what, what are the chances? What, what's more likely to happen? You're going to win the lotto or something happens to one of you. you? You pass, you die too early. And I would get this resistance. And I would always think, look, if, if you got to have the life insurance to provide the income to drive this whole thing. So, so income and insurance is really the foundation of, um, of, of the money house because I, I can't see anything being more important than those two. Again, not, you know, now we're more into the technical side of things and a little bit less of the ph- philosophical side of things. Um, and then moving into building the walls and the roof. And the walls are simply, like we talked about, Tim, debt. You know, maintaining debt at a reliable level, zero, <laughs> and or, or really, really low. And... Um, uh, boosting up savings because you never know, and um, and then the roof is essentially retirement and giving money away. Uh, I, I think giving money away is something. It's a big part of my why. I I, I don't know about you, Tim. Uh, I love to give money away. I I, I don't give a lot away because I, I don't I don't have tons, but I do do it because it's important to me. Going back to that why, it's so fun to do. Um, but essentially, that's the 50,000-foot view of how you know Tom thinks money should be allocated using that picture, that guide, so to speak. Right. Yeah, for, for me, I look at like the money I earn. I diversify it to a certain amount. Like some things that I that I can understand and I look into like the prospectuses of different companies and I, I look at it and I go, okay, I understand their strategy. I see what they're doing. I understand their products. I'll invest some money into their stock. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I look at like their projected growth and I'm like, okay, I'll watch these and, and hopefully I'll, you know, get some capital gains from that. But most of the money that I have... I reinvest it into my own company, one that mm-hmm. I can completely control. Yes. And then I look into other people that have these businesses that I can become a an advisor to, that I, mm-hmm. I don't have as much control because I don't own the company or own much of the company. So I can't control what happens in the company, but I can be a guiding influence on it, which I cannot do for any of the public stocks that I have shares of. That's right, right. And so, so that's how I look at it. I look at with with my money. I try to put it into things that I can control first, and then I start diversifying into other things. Like uh, one of the things I'm studying right now is dividend paying stocks. 
Yes. So I'm like, okay, so maybe I don't get a great return off of it, but if I get enough of those, that makes a nice little chunk of income coming in every month. So I'm studying. So that's one of the things that I, I looked at and I said, okay, I want to diversify a little more. So what could be a good plan? And I looked into the dividend paying companies. And so I'm thinking that that's, that's probably going to be my next batch of investments that diversifies the income I'm making. Hopefully that makes sense to the people listening. Yeah, no, that makes total sense. And, and if anybody doesn't understand what you're talking about with regard to dividend income stocks, um, when this podcast is over, go Google it because uh, that's a great strategy, but one of many. And so, you know, like you said, there's many different ways, but you're, you know, to, to allocate money. And, but what you're talking about is essentially securing how your income or portions of your income are coming in. Is that a fair statement? Yes. Yeah. Because I, I look at it more as my current expenses get paid by my income and my future expenses are going to be paid by income that I have control over. I don't look at my 401k and say, that's going to be my retirement because right. I, I just don't trust it. <laughs> Yeah, and you bring up a great point because uh, I, I agree with you 100%. And I think that that goes against the grain of what you see in the traditional personal finance media, you know, which is you know, eat beans and, and scrimp and save, put all your money into a 401k and an IRA and hope. And, and I'm not saying there's anything necessarily 100% wrong with that plan. I'm just saying I don't think, like, you're, like you just described, that a lot of people understand the lack of control you have in that type of investment. Now, if you're okay with that lack of control, hey, run, uh, you know, run, go for it. Um, but if you start to understand and, and really break these different investments down and see that you know they're not that complicated, if we simplify them, you can understand the pros and the cons and make better decisions. Hey, the, hey, that would be pretty cool. But I do agree with you, Tim, and I and, and it's funny you mentioned that because I've. Really, you know, in the last couple of months, and especially I say even in the last thirty days, really started to think about how I might make some people mad when they start to really dig into the content I put out because I really find myself leaning more that way too. Where I, I don't trust. Um, I want control of my money. If if I'm going to screw it up, let me screw it up. Right. And <laughs> by you know, and going down that road means I'm not probably doing a lot of the traditional things that you'll see in in the popular media, you know, like eating beans and investing in a mutual fund and hoping for, for 30 years. i big fan of a business. Start a business. Why not? Everybody has something they love to do. And if it helps other people start a business, you know, research other ways to make money like dividends. You know, there's partnership. I mean, there's just a myriad of ways that work other than um, what we see in the traditional sense. I want to expand on that, this idea that there's a myriad of ways to make money. There's a myriad of ways to allocate your money. You can invest in all these different things. When you start diving into the financial instruments that are available for you to invest in, it's mind-boggling. It there, there's just so many of them, and it's so hard to make an appropriate decision when, it, when you're looking at that. But what I like is that there's a... There's all these investment instruments out there that you could that you can learn about. Well, there's even more ways that you can actually make money. Right. People think that like you got a job or you can start a business and and they keep themselves in this really tight box thinking their their choices are so limited. But when you start looking at this and if you broaden your perspective on money, you'll realize it's everywhere. 
that's that's so true. Yeah, money money is everywhere. Just look at the news and and look at the money markets and see how many trillions of dollars are traded on a daily basis. Yeah, like, yeah. That, that's that's money that no no human can comprehend, and it's <laughs> and it's being traded on a daily basis in the trillions. So money is literally everywhere, and it's it's much more plentiful than time. So yes. when you start looking at this, start looking at how you're going to earn your money and where you're going to allocate it, I think you should start figuring out ways that you can make money, but then limit the choices that you're going to give yourself to learn about how to allocate it because there's yeah. so many yeah. that you could confuse yourself. Yeah, that, that's exactly Exactly. You know, it's kind of, um, you know, you hear people going on, on diets, uh, information diets, and that's something that a lot of us need to do with when it comes to money uh, is really skim it down to, you know, a couple of things and then get really good or really knowledgeable on those things and, and do those. And if they're working, keep doing them. And if they're not working, don't do them too much longer. <laughs> Eventually stop and find something else. But you don't need to do, you know, that you don't need 12 different investments in order to produce a good income, whether those investments are businesses or stocks or rental houses, you simply need something that excites you, that you can uh, comprehend and you can execute on. And so that's what we try to do is really just make those things simple for people. And, and you know, and again, I, I got to keep going back to this because this, this idea of why, you know, why do you want the income? Well, yeah, to pay the bills and all that stuff, but Knowing that why determines really, uh, it's a big determining factor, I think, in, in where you decide to invest. If you love to, if you want to build a, a giant company to produce a giant income, if you do it right, that's a different path for somebody than if they just want to, you know, itch out a living and, and kind of maybe do a different way. So uh, knowing that why really, I think, is going to help determine where you go with investing and income and, and all those things. Right, right. If you need, well, in my younger days, money money's only purpose was to be spent. <laughs> you too, huh? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was to be spent on clothes. It was to be spent on cars. It was to be spent on travel. It was to be spent everywhere. And I, and I got very good at that. I got, <laughs> got very good at just blowing it really fast. And so I had to get really good at making it really fast. And that, that was a treadmill that I eventually got off. I was like, this, this is something that is just not sustainable for me. But finally, as I you know, matured, got a little older, and I started seeing that my time was worth much more than my money, I started looking at, well, how do I use this money to get more time? How do, mm. I, how do I allocate it? How do I invest it in such a way that I can get more time? And that's been that's been my big driving force. That's my big why. Because if I have the time, I can spend it with my wife. I can spend it with my daughter. I can go on trips. Like last summer, I went to Vermont and and was able to hang out with my friend of 20 years and be able to hang out with his family and go do kayaking and hiking. I was able to do all these things because I traded I traded income for time. Right. You know, that that brings up a good point. Um, you know, anybody listening to this, I think it, it, it's good to do that. Um, soul searching might be the wrong word, but to figure that out, uh, the earlier the better. I mean, and, and you know, I'm just like you. I mean, I did, the, you know, I, I wasted a lot of money. 
because I didn't know what was important to me. And, you know, for you, it's time. Uh, and I think really at the end of the day, if you boil it down for a lot of people, it's time to, you know, having the ability. I, I, I'll never forget this article that I read. Um, maybe I can give a link to it if I can find it for your uh, for the show notes. But it was a, a lady who had worked in the hospice uh, system for a long, long time, she spent a lot of time with people who, who were dying and eventually died, you know, while she was there. And she had kind of asked all of them, you know, if you could go back, what would you do differently? Do you have any regrets? And one of the biggest regrets that they had, uh, was a consistent theme, was not taking enough risk. And when I read that, I remember thinking, okay, what does that mean? What does that mean, not taking enough risk? And they didn't mean it, I don't think, in terms of, you know, riding motorcycles and jumping the Grand Canyon type <laughs> of risk. I think, they t- I, think, and, and I think what they meant was taking enough risk in actually living their life, not trading it for the treadmill, like you talk, talked about. You know, you're going to remember, Tim, I bet that, you know, that when the day comes on your deathbed, you won't, you, you remember that trip to Vermont way more than if you, you worked in, you know, a cubicle and, you know, oh, I remember those two weeks or three weeks or, or three months. I remember those three months in my cubicle, my last breath, dead. no. It'll be, wow, that was a great trip. I got to spend time with my friend of 20 years and my family in Vermont. It was beautiful. Last breath, dead. That's a whole different experience. And it all comes way, way back to what we've been kind of hitting on throughout the show here, the why. Why do you need money? And then figuring out, you know, what's its importance to you? Right. And the why that it's important to you, that's, that's critical. One of the things that I that I learned about myself is why was I such a spender? Why did yeah. I spend so much money? And I found out was the reason I was doing all that was because I was living a cultural script that said yes. to, to be successful, you had to spend all your money. You had, you had <laughs> to look like you had lots of money, but, and the only way you could do that was by spending it. The, right. uh, instead of a script that said, you know, if you actually put all this money away and you actually kept it, you would have real wealth. You would have the ability to do whatever you wanted when you wanted, as opposed to trying to show off to people that you don't like. Yeah. And you know what? You have to get to a very secure place to in order to have the conviction to live that way. Versus the way, you know, the script, like you said, that most people, and I, I'm guilty as anybody else, I'm raising my hand right now, I've lived that script. And it just takes time and maturity, you know, to wise up to it. And it's funny that, you know, one of my kind of, as I play with taglines for the site, you know, I'm, I'm on this, trying to really make it simple for people. I'm on this thing right now where it's, you know, get get smart, get secure, and get ahead. And I, and, and I think I'm going to need to, very early on, and people who kind of start following me, Explain the get ahead because it doesn't mean the script. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't it's mean not get ahead. ahead. It's not get ahead of the Joneses. <laughs> right, right. It's get ahead for Tom. Get ahead for Tim. Get ahead for what's important to you. That is a much different get ahead than, hey, I just got 800 bucks a month coming in from some kind of venture or investment or job or whatever. I'm going to go buy a new Beamer. It's a totally different get ahead. Right. Well, Tom... Thanks for sharing your tale and your experiences with money. And hopefully to those people listening that you got a lot of value out of this, that you were able to figure out what your why is in regard to money. 
and start figuring out the ways that you're going to earn your money and the ways that you're going to invest it so that you can gain more time, more income, and more mobility in your life. And until the next time, enjoy your foolish adventure. You've just listened to The Foolish Adventure Show with Tim Conley. To get more straight talk about making money online and building a successful internet business, go to foolishadventure.com. There, you can opt into the Freedom File newsletter. You'll also get access to the Foolish Guide to Launching Products video training module, over an hour and 20 minutes of business building knowledge that can generate tens of thousands of dollars for your new product. Enjoy your foolish adventure.